old men in the country, but with their wives, children, friends and lovers. If I didn't hate the word zeitgeist, I'd use it in a sentence now. You don't have to be old or male to have an inner grouch longing to get out. No human being of any stripe could fail to be infuriated when caught up in some complex press star to hear these options again telephonic nightmare. So well done, Stuart, for identifying a trend, for finally providing me with the pathetic pleasure of feeling like a teeny's pop idol, and now for milking the whole thing once more to create this book. After I was interviewed for the television series, Stuart was kind enough to say that he thought he and I must have been separated at birth. What I think he meant was, he and I are about as grumpy as one another, about more or less the same things. So when I was asked to read this out loud, I wasn't worried that it's all about everything that hacks him off rather than everything that hacks me off, because it seems that they are more or less the same thing. So it could be me saying it, but actually it's him. Get it? So off we go. Stuart's intro goes something like this. Introduction Do you remember all those programmes presented by Clive James in which he showed clips of television shows from around the world? We'd all chortle superciliously at the plywood sets, the plastic actors and the brittle dialogue from awful soaps made in far-off lands. There was little about them that was even remotely amusing for a nation as sophisticated as ours. It was into the TV environment that had recently spawned I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here that I returned to resume my career as a programme maker. My last real hands-on job making programmes myself had been as a producer of World in Action, a magnificent dinosaur of a current affairs series which had become extinct on ITV years ago. So how to re-establish myself in a world that had moved so far and so fast since I'd been away? When I first dreamt up the idea of making a TV series called Grumpy Old Men, I had a sneaking concern that it might just be me and a few friends who were secretly plagued by a continuous running commentary going on in our heads. When did it become all right to advertise a telephone inquiry line and then not employ anyone to answer the phone? Or cursing under our breath every time there is a new sleeping policeman further trying to obstruct our already damn near impossible drive to work. The BBC had told producers to develop ideas for TV series that said something new about the way we live now. Well, I thought, I can honestly say that this idea is authentically about the way I live now. I wrote it up in about three pages and sent it to the BBC, Jane Root, the controller of BBC Two, got it straight away. She told me that she recognised a grumpy old man phenomenon instantly, because she lives with one. The commissioning editor, Joe Clinton Davis, told me that she had laughed out loud as she walked down the corridor reading it, but I would have to write up some more. I took my laptop computer away with me on holiday and started tapping away. Now, it's not easy to be grumpy in the Maldives. It is as close as you can get to paradise and still be on the planet. But grumpiness follows you everywhere you go, literally to the ends of the earth. Certainly I was grumpy that the wooden hut we stayed in was 50 yards further up the beach than the last time we had visited, and that the decor had been changed to the mock Polynesian favoured by airports. 
When I got home, I sent the updated proposal to the BBC, and it convinced everyone who needed convincing that this idea had legs. Once I get started on aspects of the world we have created that drive me nuts, I could go on, and on, and on, and I do. So, we had a series to make, and I needed to find the right person to direct it. I think I found the only person in the whole of British broadcasting who is grumpier than I am. Try phoning Alan Lewins on his mobile and listen to the message. It defies you to leave a message, and that is undoubtedly the intention. Alan found Jackie Baker, a talented and delightful associate producer who was obviously game, but said that we wouldn't be able to tell people what the series was called, or no one would agree to participate. This was to miss the point alarmingly. Grumpy old men know exactly who they are, and are not at all reluctant to admit that they are one. If I was wrong and we couldn't cast the series on this basis, then the whole idea wouldn't work. Well, we were both right. We were turned down by all sorts of people whom you might expect to jump at the soubriquet, but we got an instant sense of recognition from the genuine article. Arthur Smith, me, didn't need to be asked twice. Commenting on the absurdities of just about everything we see around us is what he does for a living. Will Self also exemplifies the phenomenon, sickened by all the crap you see everywhere you look, but expressing his insights in such deliciously colourful metaphors. Rick Wakeman would have probably paid me for the chance to participate. Very nice man is Rick. Bob Geldolf was too grumpy to be bothered to participate. In the end, he agreed as a personal favour, and then enjoyed himself so much that he persuaded Michael Grade to come on board. Bill Nye used it as a springboard to get the part in love, actually. Rory McGrath, John O'Farrell, Rick Stein, John Peel, Bill Nye, Lem Sisse, Felix Dexter, they all recognised the phenomenon straight away. What, said Tony Hawks, in a comment that eventually provided the finale to the series, you get a group of boring, oldish gits and get them to ramble on about everything that gets on their nerves? Yep, that was about the size of it. So we got started, positively seeking out all the sources of irritation we would usually try so hard to avoid. Alan is a veteran producer and director with a distinguished career involving classy documentaries. I can still recall the look on his face when I told him that I wanted to find a sign attached to a lamppost that said, Massive Rug Sale, so that we could wonder out loud about how many people would want to buy a massive rug. I got the first inkling that we had tapped into something when we sent over the opening sequence of Program 1 to the press. It consisted of a series of one-liners from our grumpy old men. The instant you walk out the front door, you see something that annoys you, Arthur Smith. School plays are universally and uniformly shite. Bob Geldof, death penalty. It has to be public and it has to be a beheading, John Sessions. At the launch event, several instalments were drowned out by the laughter. I was not alone, far from it. I think we've created a movement. As Bob Geldof put it, if you aren't grumpy, it means that you are content with the world around you, and who the fuck in their right mind would be that? Chapter 1. Who are we? Before we go very far down this path, we need to make one thing very clear. Ready? 
There is absolutely no scientific or intellectual rigour underpinning this stuff. Most of what follows is entirely subjective. The fact that I am so irritated by John McCrick that I want to pop him in the liquidizer is just my personal perspective. Let's think for a moment how best to characterise this. Ah yes, I have it. It's all bollocks. If you find yourself disagreeing with any of the various vile and unjust prejudices ahead, take comfort from the fact that you are almost certainly right and we are almost certainly wrong. The only thing that has been scientifically proven came my way in autumn 2002. I was reading the Daily Telegraph when I caught sight of a survey that found that the 35 to 54 year old age group of men were the least likely to believe that our leaders know better than we do, that the NHS is getting better, that technology is improving our lives. Oh yes, like press one for balance details, two for mortgage inquiries, three for pizza and four for a 32 stone strippogram. Since it must be manifestly obvious to anyone that the world is going to hell in a handbasket, I began to wonder why it was that this appreciation appeared to be concentrated among people of about my age. You would sort of expect the grumpiest people in the community to be the oldest, shuffling around the place muttering that things ain't what they used to be. However, it turns out that the older generation is relatively content. They didn't think that things would get a whole hell of a lot better, and blow me, they didn't. Nobody expected younger groups to be grumpy. It seems that collectively they don't really think enough about the world outside.